Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Journey Through Sonship podcast. I am Brother Calvin Calhoun, and today we want to talk about the flood of the enemy. The flood of the enemy. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 59, verse number 19. It says this, So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. And the Redeemer shall come to Zion and unto them that turn from transgression in Jacob, says the Lord. As for me, this is my covenant with them, saith the Lord. My spirit that is upon thee and my words which I have put in thy mouth shall not depart out of thy mouth, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, nor out nor out of the mouth of thy seed, seed, says the Lord, from henceforth and forever. So that's a very famous scripture that a lot of people read when they talk about, and you know, you hear people get really hype about it. You know, they say, the enemy comes in like a flood, but the Lord said he'll raise up a standard against it. Well, what's the flood of the enemy? What is this flood that he comes in? Because it says he comes in like a flood. And we know when we look at floods in the natural, it really is a picture of what? Water. Floods of water coming in and drowning everything and covering everything, okay? But we also know when we talk about water, we also know in Scripture it can refer to a multiple number of things. Water can be a picture of the Word. Water can also be in times when they talk about the seas and all that talks about humanity. But what is this flood, this particular flood, where the enemy comes in like a flood? Well, let's go to Revelation 13 to find out what this flood is like. Revelation 13. And we're going to start at verse number three. And it's speaking about the beast. John's speaking about the beast that he sees that arises from the sea with what? Seven heads and ten horns. So we're going to start right at verse number three for the sake of time. It says, and I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death and his deadly wound was healed and all the world wandered after the beast. And they worshiped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshiped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast, who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God, in blaspheme his name, and his tabernacle, and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. Okay? So what is this flood that the enemy comes in? He comes in with a flood of words. A flood of words. But the thing about his words is what? It's loaded in deception. It's loaded in lies. It says that the, the, the devil is the father of lies. He was a murderer from the what? From the very beginning. But when we look at it, it says what? It says that there was this beast, but then the dragon. Okay, so there's two separate things going on here. You have the beast, but it says the dragon gave power to the beast. Okay, we know that the beast represents what? The system that the enemy has set upon the earth to um, 
ensnare and trap the sons of God to make them dependent upon make them dependent upon the beast and not on who on God. But what who is this dragon? It's the devil. Remember now, back in Genesis, he was just a little serpent, right? But what? After all these years, he's been able to, what, eat dust. And we know that dust is a picture of what? Flesh, humanity, because remember, man was made from the what? Dust of the earth. But it says he's been able to eat that, because remember, God said, you shall eat dust all the days of your life. Well, now this, this little serpent now has become a what? A dragon, okay? But look what it says. It says, there was given unto him a mouth. But also it says they worship the dragon which gave power unto the beast. But it says there was given unto him a mouth speaking what? Great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue for two months. So the great things and the blasphemies is what? It's the deception and the lies. So the war that we're really at when we come to the enemy is a war of words. It's a war of words. So when we go back to Isaiah 53... I'm sorry, Isaiah 59, where it, where it says what? And the Lord shall raise up a what? A standard against them. We know that that standard is Christ, but we also know that the standard against the flood of the enemy is the word of God. It's truth. That's why when he tells you to put on the whole arm of God, and if you go back and read Isaiah, 50, uh, Isaiah 59, he stated it right there that what? He said that he put on the helmet. He put on the breastplate. He did all of that. But Ephesians, he tells you to do the same thing. But in Ephesians, he tells you to do what? Stand. Because what? You are carriers and standing on truth. The flood cannot overtake you. Because you're standing on truth. You're standing on the word of God. As a healthcare professional, let me tell you how important this message is. <laughs> When COVID first hit, and this is the mentality that many people have now in the world, they just throw the baby out with the bathwater. They don't, they don't try to separate anything or try to parse information to see what's true and what's false. They just, they run to what makes them feel comfortable in the, in, in the, in the, uh, in the point of trying to preserve themselves, which is the culture of the orphan, self-preservation. That's just what orphans do, people who are not fathered. People who are not fathered by God. They, they seek self-preservation. Well, when COVID hit, a lot of people did not have what the full range of what COVID can do. But many people in the healthcare professionals, such as myself and many of my other colleagues, those who served the Lord fearfully, did not panic. Because there was wisdom that the Lord gave us that comforted us and was able to give us enough information for us to protect not just ourselves and not just our families, but also those who would have an ear to hear in this time. While everybody was around here hoarding up tissue and all this other stuff, you know, out of fear, you know, and, and when you look at it, when you go back and look at it, the news, the media could say one thing and everybody flocked and did it. They said another thing. They took all the tissue. They took all the alcohol wipes. They, and what you notice is people do not care who that actually impacts. Taking the little alcohol swabs, the squares, it's about maybe an inch inch wide and an inch high. I mean, what you going to really do with that? How much can you really rub down with that little alcohol swab? But they took it, and the people who got impacted the most were what? Diabetics. 
I cancer patients suffered because people were buying up and hoarding masks that cancer patients were already using from the get-go in order for them to just operate out in society. But what happens is people move by what they hear. They move by the information. But one of the things that I was taught in pharmacy school is listen to the information and separate and parse out. Allow the truth to stand. Find out what are your facts. And there were some facts about this coronavirus that could have saved many lives. But the problem is, is that people took the mentality is, I don't trust the government. I don't trust the medical community. They don't know anything. So we're on our own. Boop. And what we fail to understand is that the kingdom of God seeks its influence in every aspect of our life. And that includes the medical field. God has his sons in the field of medicine, in the field of pharmaceutics. Because guess what? The physical body still needs to be attended to. I'm not denying that God can heal. Any, God can heal whoever he chooses to. But don't act as if God did not give us wisdom into how the physical body actually works. And one of the hardest things as a, as a pharmacist, and if you ask any doctor or nurse, anybody who works in healthcare, they can tell you the greatest obstacle that they face in trying to help someone come to health is misinformation. Misinformation. So when the coronavirus was running rampant in the United States, killing people left and right, doctors on the ground were saying one thing. Government people were saying another thing. Who do you trust? This is why the Bible says, incline your ear to hear. That's why the Bible also says what? Let them that have an ear to hear, hear what the what? The Spirit says to what? The churches. People of faith. It says what? Faith comes by what? Hearing. Wisdom comes by what? Hearing. It's by the measure you hear. But guess what? The Bible also tells us to what? To try every spirit by the spirit. So what happens is when these spirits speak such blasphemy, what do we do? We don't even parse it. We just say, well, I don't know. I'm just going to protect myself. And, and so all the medical professionals are crazy. All the, 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 the government is, I don't trust them. And guess what? Now you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. So who are you going to really trust now? Things that God is putting in earth and establishing through people in the medical field who is called to help those that are in need. Now you don't trust them? See, what, see one of the things that Psalms 1 said was this. Blessed are they that walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. Maybe we should pray and ask God for wise counsel. Not just wise counsel in our private life, but wise counsel in our spiritual lives also. What about the wise counsel that the medical professionals have? Wise counsel in finances. Wise counsel in transportation and all these different areas of, of life that, that, you know, we live in. Why can't we ask for wise counsel in those areas? The Bible says this in James. It says those, it says you can ask of God freely. I'm paraphrasing James. I believe it's in James 1, 5 through 8, something like that, where he says what? 
uh, let any man ask of God, ask God for wisdom and let him ask freely. But it says in the bottom, it says unwavering in faith, because if he wavers in faith, he will receive nothing. What's the unwavering faith? It's the belief in what you hear. So when you ask God for wisdom and he gives it to you, if you don't believe it, you receive nothing. So we're going through all these trials and tribulations in our lives right now. And the way the enemy is just dumbing us down, he's flooding us with information. Speaking blasphemies and making us accept things that are not of God. I mean, he's just flooding us. I mean, look at social media, social media, dictating, uh, dictating and impacting elections. Social media, whether it's um, MySpace, Facebook, all these, these social media entities, the power that they have, because what? They're controlling the information that you receive. Got the algorithms. You can, you can say something into a microphone, and all of a sudden you can look on Facebook and there's that ad. That ad. They're trying to entice you, pull you in. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get you to believe what they want you to believe. When we look at the media, whether it's CNN, MSNBC, Fox, BBC, I don't care what it is. It has a slant. It has a slant and they're slanting for what? Money. Ratings. That's what they want. How do you think they're able to pay a lot of these journalists, 10 million, 30 million, 40 million dollars. Why? Because of ratings. How many people can, how many eyes and TV sets can I get to be put on me? And then I'm pumping this information to you from my perspective of what I want and of what I want you to believe. The enemy knows that. But if you don't have the spirit abiding in you and you're not willing to listen to what the spirit is saying to you, you will accept what is being said to you as truth when it can be full of lies. You'll be amazed how many people come to me at the pharmacy counter and say, uh, hey, you know, they'll, they'll make a statement about the coronavirus or make a statement about the flu. I'm like, where did you get this from? I read it on Google. Every time. Never fair. Well, I read on Google. See, people don't know how to what? Check sources. When I was in fifth and sixth grade, <laughs> you know, teachers, when we had to do a book report, teachers made you what? Hey, you need to cite two or three sources before you say something that's true. <laughs> cite two or three sources. You couldn't come up there with no one source. Now the kids have this one major source called what? Wikipedia. See? But what people just kind of throw out the window is that Wikipedia can be changed by anybody at any time. It can be altered. But what can't be altered is truth. What can't be altered is the word of God. So when the enemy's coming in with a flood with all this information, Democrats, Republicans, all this foolishness, we have one standard. And if we abide in this standard, all of it will not sweep us away. Let me let me say this. Let's look at this. This is why it's so important for us to get the giftings, the governmental gifts working as one unit. See, so the problem we have in, in many in the bio crisis is that the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers, they all like operate separately. 
But that's not what God designed those gifts for. Look at this. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, he says, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the what? Perfecting the maturing of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth, that's the key right there. Here's the key, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive. But speaking the truth, there's the standard, in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. I told you at the beginning that the statue, that the standard is what? Christ, Christ is the what? Word of God, and that is what? Truth. All of it's locked right there. But the problem is the five giftings are operating separately. We need them to what? Work together for the what? For the perfecting of the saints, maturing of the saints, till we all come in the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth are no more. So in other words... We have to be careful by the measure we hear. Yeah, see, we got to be careful by the measure we hear. I'm telling everybody this. Listen, I've done this before and I recommend doing it. Man, take a break from TV. Take a break from TV. Take a break from social media. Get into the word of God. Perfect your hearing the voice of your father. Now, how do you perfect that, Calvin? How do you perfect hearing God? Well, that's simple. Ask God or ask the Spirit to teach you how to hear him. See, I used to <laughs> I used to say I could teach you how to hear God, but somewhat my spiritual father corrected me. He says, No, the Holy Spirit knows how the person operates. So let him teach them how to hear him. Because the way I learned how to hear might not be the way that you learn how to hear. See, this now it goes all the way back to the fundamental purpose of the Holy Spirit leading. He's been kind of put to the side. I got this, God. Don't worry about it. When I need you, I'll call you. But no, it says those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the what? sons of God, and it says, let them that have an ear to hear, hear what the what? The Spirit says. Words. It's, we've got to be led by the truth. We've got to receive the truth. We need that seed to fall on what? Good ground. But the enemy comes in like a flood. He comes in with a flood of words and blasphemes. And blasphemies, and it says also great things. Now, let me tell you about those great things. Remember, there's a scripture that says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the what? Pulling down of what? 
strongholds. Then after that, it says what? Casting down imaginations and everything that what? Exalts itself. Casting down what? Thoughts, words, anything that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. Be ready to revenge. What? Be ready to avenge what? Disobedience. Yeah, this is why we got to be careful who we're listening to. We got to be careful. Because the enemy is coming with deception through words. It's a war of words. But the good thing we have in the surety is what? The only word that will stand in the end is the word of God. It's the truth. And that anchors you to the kingdom of God. But if we're not careful, Facebook could say something. CNN could say something. Fox News could say something. And when we're moving without discernment, when we're moving without discernment, that is the perfect place where the enemy traps us. Let me, let me read this last uh, scripture for you. And I pray you understand how important discernment is. Hebrews chapter 5, verse number 12. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God and are becoming such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. It says over, I believe, in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, for the word of God is quick, life-giving, powerful, enabling, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit and the joints of the marrow. That's dividing your will from God's will. But watch this. And is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Do you see that? It's a discerner of the thought. So whatever's being said, the spirit can pierce through those words and tell you what the intents of what the intent of what is being said and the heart of which it is being said. We don't have to guess if we have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. So I'm asking you this day. Fine tune your hearing. Shut down a lot of the unnecessary talk that's coming. Stop using CNN, MSNBC. Fox News as your source, your source of truth. No, your source of truth comes from the Holy Spirit. That is your source of truth. And when you stand on the truth and the enemy comes in like a flood, that standard does not move. It is easier to stand on the truth of the word of God than to keep Changing and mixing. That's why we have all this confusion as it relates to sexuality. Every time something comes up, they add a letter. LGBTQ plus boom, 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 boom. Because things are changing. But one thing that just hasn't changed is what? Male and female. When you come out the womb. Whoop. 
You're either male or female. That has not changed. We must stand on the truth, y'all. We must stand on the truth. If we got to be careful what we're listening to and accepting things that is not of God. I thank you this day for listening to this message. It's very important that we fine-tune our hearing and know that the enemy comes in speaking blasphemies and, and flood us with information. You've got to be able to separate what God is saying and what you're hearing from the enemy. Two wisdoms. There's the wisdom that's from the earth, that's carnal, sensual, and devilish, and there's the wisdom from above. That's what? Peaceful and treatable. Yeah, the wisdom from above comes from God. The wisdom from the earth comes from what? Man and the enemy. Okay? We need the wisdom from above. Because the good thing is God knows how everything works on the earth. He's what? He's known the end from the beginning. And as his sons, we're not called to be caught like a thief in the night. We're children of the light. But we got to discern. We got to listen to the spirit, discern the information that's coming to our ears. So God bless you till we meet again on the Journey Through Sonship podcast. Let those who have an ear to hear, hear what the spirit is saying to the churches.